come on. Yeah, come on. It's like that. It's like that. Hello and welcome to my young, loyal listeners of Teen Bible Study Talk in 10 Minutes. So what do you know? Word on the go. This podcast is brought to you by and produced by Real Time with the Bennett's, where real talk happens all the time. I'm your host, Minister Bennett of today's episode, and my co-host is the lovely Sister Bennett. In this week's episode, we will be closing out another great series and discussing committed to his mission as teens according to God's word. And we're back in PT Podcast Studio with another great week and another great lesson. As we close out this great seven part series, we're going to talk about mission. And let's get right down to it the world and the biblical meaning of co and mission. Co means joint, mutual, or common. Mission, the vocation or calling of a religious organization, especially a Christian one, to go out into the world and spread its faith. We can find this in the Bible in Matthew 28, 19, and 20. And it reads, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. This scripture speaks for itself, but I will add, God needs you like the military needs soldiers to fight a war. God needs you as his loyal soldier on the battlefield, fighting the devil for the lives and souls of your family members, your friends, and your peers. I can tell you this from my own personal experience, that God will equip you for wherever he needs you to disciple. God has thought of everything. When you didn't think he did, he sure did. He knew you would struggle with the idea of spreading the gospel. So he wrote this in Matthew 10. But when they arrest you, in this case, arrest means to stop or check. Basically, they're going to check you for what you're doing and why you're doing it. So let me read it again. But when they stop or check you, do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time, you will be given what to say. For it will not be you speaking, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. Okay. All you got to do is be a willing vessel and God can do the rest. He just needs you to be the disciple. He needs you to get out there on the battlefield. He needs you in the neighborhoods, on the ball fields, in the schools, wherever God needs you. That's what he needs you to do. And God will speak through you at that appointed time. We can also find this in John 13, 34 and 35. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people would know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. The key to discipling is to show God's love. I can't stress this enough. God is love and to love is God. Jesus makes it as clear as day. You must show the love of God so that they recognize that you are doing the work of the one who sent you. Who sent you? God. God just needs you to be two things saved and willing to be a disciple. God's membership into the family of Christ is as easy as it gets. As a comparison, you want to join your local athletic team, soccer, softball, basketball, football, whatever it is, cheerleading, whatever it may be. They won't require you to love anyone, but they will require you to pay for your membership, then pay your dues, attend practicing games, and participate in several fundraisers. Oh, wait. That I mentioned that each year, and I mean each and every year, you have to do the same exact thing if you want to be on that team. 
God only asks for membership into his family. He only asks that you acknowledge you are a sinner. You confess this with your mouth. You believe this in your heart that his son, Jesus Christ, took your place on the cross and died and rose again. Guess what you get? One time permanent membership in his family with lifetime benefits. Tell me it can't get much better than that. And with that, we'll be right back after a short break. We're back live in PNT Podcast Studio after that short break to talk about some practical ways to be committed to his mission. I can see your wheels turning. I can see the little thought cloud to the right side of your head. You're thinking, when I became a Christian, where did I agree or check a box applying for a job to be a disciple? You guys have some very vivid imaginations and pose some really great questions. This truly confirms the spiritual growth in you. Let me read 1 Peter 2 and 45 for you. As you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God chosen and precious, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as spiritual houses to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Okay? So basically, when you came to God and asked him to bring you into his family, you, by virtue of being chosen by God, he built you up, basically, your growth in your spiritual body to be a holy priesthood that you may offer sacrifices. What are those sacrifices? To be a disciple, which is acceptable to God, using Jesus Christ as the vehicle to win others to Christ. Okay? God has been preparing you for a moment such as this. Let's look at the ways you can embrace and discharge your disciple ministry with your family, your friends, and those who God placed in your path. Number one, tell others what giving your life to Christ felt like. Testify about your new life. Don't leave any details out. Tell them the emotions you were feeling. Tell them what promises the Lord spoke to you. Tell them about your commitment to live for Christ and how great that feels compared to your life without Christ. Tell others how the scriptures now speak to you. That's number two. Testify to the illumination of the Bible. Let them know how the scriptures at this moment makes more sense to you than it did before. Because now you have the Holy Spirit to help you to interpret God's word that is inside of you to help you with better life applications of God's word. Okay? Number three. Tell others how your sight has been corrected. Testify to how you see life now. Be sure to tell them that before Christ, there were scales on your eyes that blocked or prevented your view of how God sees you and others. Tell them with a spiritual eye you can now see trouble before it comes. You can now discern right from wrong because of what you can see now. Number four, tell others how your hearing has been fixed. Testify how, to, how you can now hear the voice of God. Let them know now when you pray, you can hear God's audible voice speaking back to you. Tell them now you have the ability to hear the pain, disappointment, and the hurt in the voice of those needing a word and God that he has sent you to. You now have the ability to hear that they need God and you will now speak to them. Okay? Number five, tell others how your legs are now stronger than ever. Testify to how you have no problem going wherever God leads you. Let them know that God has prepared some shoes specially made for your feet that carries the gospel of God's peace. Tell them because Jesus' commitment to you for dying on the cross for your sins, you can now follow Jesus without hesitation. There's not an angst in your body 
that will stop you from doing the work of Jesus because of what he's done for you. And number six, tell others how your heart has been made whole. Testify to the emptiness you felt until you met Jesus. Yes, you were empty without Jesus. Tell them the pain, the anguish, the hurt, and the loneliness no longer has a troubling effect that it did before you knew Christ. See, before Christ, all that bothered you, but now none of it bothers you because your heart is made whole. Quite simply, this new heart has given you the ability to pray for and love your enemies despite what they say, what they do, and whether or not they apologize for any of it. Because after Christ, none of what they did before Christ matters because God gave you a new sight, a new heart, and a new outlook on life because you now are living witness and a disciple for Christ. Hey, let's see what they're rapping about over here in the conversation corner. Hey, Minister Bennett. What y'all rapping about over here? We were chatting about people. Pretty broad, right? Yes, I know, but let me explain. We were talking about how we judge a person just by looking at them, not knowing who they are or their personality or their story. And we say, no, that person can't be a Christian. In talking, we find that we do this with people that we do know as well. We had to pause and go a little deeper. The Bible tells us in Matthew 7, 1, judge not lest ye be judged. I've tried and the young people have tried and we admitted that it was hard sometimes because we all are guilty of judging a book by its cover. We had to take the time and remember that we don't always look and act like Christians sometimes. If a person was looking at us without knowing us, they wouldn't know that we were saved. So thinking about that, we must remember that God loves all of us and he wants all of us to come into the knowledge of him. He wants all of us to be saved. So I continue to explain that unlike us, God does not look at our outer appearance, but he looks at our hearts. He sees the person that he created, and even though we stray away from him, he never leaves us or forgets about us, and he is always desiring us to have a deeper relationship with him. Just like when we gave our lives to Christ, we had a joy that made us feel, yes, feel, so good inside, and no one could stop us from smiling. Some of us have strayed away from God and have allowed life, our flesh, to get in the way of our relationship with God. We've lost our smile. Well, guess what? God wants us to reclaim our joy. He wants us to smile again. If repentance is what it takes to have that joy again, repent. And you've heard me say it before. Dust yourself off and try again. If asking for forgiveness gives you that closeness to God again, then put your pride aside and ask for forgiveness. God says in his word that pride comes before the fall. Don't fall. If reading and hearing the word of God gives you that joy again, even though we are socially distancing, you can still find the preached word to listen to or open your Bible and begin to study again. Just make sure that it is in line with God's word. We have no excuses. And remember, when you look at a person and you start to judge, stop yourself because that person could be judging you. Live your life in a way that when people see you, they see a child of God who is trying with everything within him or her to live a life that is pleasing and acceptable. Giving those judgmental people no reason to think anything negative about you. In summary, the importance of being committed to his mission. All that we studied and learned in this seven-part series on commitment ends with a charge known as the Great Commission. To go into the world making disciples. 
God never said that we were to tackle this alone, but to be linked and united with other believers in love, sharing the same love that God gave you to unbelievers, sinners, and enemies of God. It is by this commitment to him and our ability to love like God does that the lost will know that you are God's chosen disciple. I close with this quote by Robbie Gallaty, Growing Up, How to Be a Disciple Who Makes Disciples. When the church becomes an end in itself, it ends. When Sunday school, as great as it is, becomes an end in itself, it ends. When small group ministries becomes an end in itself, it ends. When the worship service becomes an end in itself, it ends. What we need is for discipleship to become the goal, and then the process never ends. The process is fluid. It is moving. It is active. It is living. It must continue to go on. Every disciple must make disciples. As always, please don't forget to subscribe and share so that you and your friends will get all future notifications when new and exciting episodes are uploaded and posted. Until next time, stay safe and live a life holy and acceptable to God. After all, it's your reasonable service. With a special thank you to LJ Productions for post-productions editing techniques that's used for this podcast. This podcast was sponsored in part by the Body of Christ Church in Waldorf, Maryland, Pastor Kenneth E. Stewart, its Christian education ministry, in association with Real Time with the Bennetts. Well, Real Talk, what? You got it. Happens all the time. Yeah, it's like that.